Hi, this is Lise Lindstrom, and you are listening to the CDH Podcast. I'm, I'm, uh, excuse me, I'm running behind again today. They got me working. They got me working. We had a, we had six hours orchestra rehearsal today, and I sang every minute of it. Which probably wasn't bright, but I, I don't know. I, I, it was like um, ego getting in my way a little bit. It was like, you're going to do this today. You're just going to have to do it. I did it. Went good. Went fine. Went fine. I was happy with it. Um, nice, to, nice to just do that. Nice to feel normal. I'm pretty sure my dresser hates me. <laughs> um, she's, um, her age is ambiguous. Young 30s. Let's say young 30s. And uh, nice enough girl, you know, pleasant. From f- from just sort of passing in the hall and then realized that she was my uh, dresser. And, you know, we just like normal dresser relationship. But I can't, I can't get her to smile. It's all very serious business. And um, she's... <laughs> She's often rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> it's not the first person to roll their eyes at me. Like that's not that's a fair uh, common occurrence in my life. But um, she does it extra. She's like extra French about it. Like it's very obvious. She doesn't she doesn't necessarily turn while she's doing it. It's 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 aimed at me. <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, you know, I have to like I really I'm just just trying to you know just be at ease and. You know, effectively, a dresser has to be your assistant through the show, really. You know, they make sure you got your props. They make sure your your shirt's tucked in the back. They make sure of um, that that the water is placed in all the right places. You know, it's kind of like an, uh, an assistant. You, you sort of need to get on. It'd be better if you got on. So I've been trying with this one. I'm trying. She's a tough nut to crack. But, um, you know, they put this huge wig on me, this huge rock and roller wig. You can see it on Instagram. They're, it's like aging rock star long black and gray kind of ratty looking curly haired <laughs> wig and um she hadn't seen me in it and they put me in it and then I stepped out into the hallway and I needed to ask her something uh, I was missing a tie for my costume and I went out there to go talk to her and this was the first time she saw me in this wig and sure enough I got a laugh then a big laugh Uh, she was uncontrollably laughing and pointing at me. (laughs) And then she proceeded to bring her friends by. (laughs) A hallway of dressers now are (laughs) standing before my door. Now, everybody in France is (laughs) 5'8". There's nobody taller. 5'8 is pretty much it. Uh, 5'8", male or female, everybody is the same height. Well, I'm 6'4", and... I'm wearing huge boots, so I've got another three inches on top of my height, and I'm standing in this doorway, basically my hair is brushing the top of this doorway, and I've got five miniature dressers pointing and laughing and speaking definitely about me (laughs) in French. I'm not catching all of it, uh, but it's a lot of like giggling and pointing and... um, I felt like she hated me before, and now I'm just like, well, now you're just <laughs> now you're just making fun. Like this is just blatant mocking, <laughs> and I'm trying to take it in stride, but it's like after a certain point, you're like, um, I think that's about enough of that. 
I didn't make this wig or this costume or these boots. I think it looks kind of badass, to be perfectly honest. Everybody else in the show looks like a early 90s, you know, inner city nightmare. And um, I'm the only one wearing a proper black suit. Uh, <laughs> put this wig on me. It's it's rare that you get pointing and laughing. <laughs> I had never seen this girl's teeth. She had never so much as smiled at me. But, um, boy, I saw everything now. She was just, uh, uh, even through the mask, I could tell that she was just like ear-to-ear grin, laughing and <laughs> and pointing. It's a great way to start your day. It's a great way to start uh, a six-hour rehearsal day. And then um, I think we're friends now. And I think that because she had a good laugh, I took it well. You know, like you, I took the hazing. <laughs> And then uh, during the break, she rolled in three long tail tuxedos for me to choose from for my uh, concert in Malta. I had made a small request. Uh, I wasn't sure it was going to happen. Um, and then, then there it was, three, three beautiful tuxedos for me to, to pick out. So the, the opera house and my sweet laughing at me dresser um, have hooked me up big time. And now I don't have to sweat that because I went around... Uh, yesterday, like I said, everyone here is five foot eight, and I went around to the suit shops, and the formal, even the formal wear shop yesterday. I mean, uh, sun, uh, yeah, yesterday, Sunday, and uh, yeah, it's it's all just like mm, we can uh, we can make one for you in say um, maybe three months. <laughs> no, I need I need one in three weeks. <laughs> I don't want you to make it. I want you to pull one off the rack. <laughs> Don't you have, aren't there any big people in this country? Oh man. It's not like Germany where, or, or Amsterdam, you know, the Netherlands where people just sort of start at my height and go up from there. The French, the French are a petite people. (laughs) So anyway, I was hooked up big time by the opera house today and I'll, I'm going to, from what I've understood, I'll take the tux to Malta, sing the show and then someone in Malta is going to pack it up and send it back to Paris. So I'm going to wash my hands of it at some point and <laughs> make it somebody else's problem because I got here and my bags were pretty much well packed. Uh, I don't, I'm not even sure I have room for, <laughs> for this. Uh, we're going to find out. On, uh, on Sunday, I was a part of a great show called Screaming Divas. And uh, Screaming Divas is run by Sandra Radwanowski and Carrie Alkema. And they've got an internet show, and I think they've made it a podcast now, and they've got a website, and they've got all these things. And they have interviewed some like pretty heavy people, including um, Kate Walsh and Rufus Wainwright. Sandra's got some reach. Carrie, you have some reach too. I know. I know you got those people. Uh, and anyway, I did their show, and it was a great time. They have a really smart good, funny, well-paced show that is very similar to when I'm talking to somebody. It's just sort of talking. Yeah, they have bullet points and they have some questions and things, but it's really just just three singers yakking about singing. And um, that's apparently the only thing I know how to do. And so we did that. And, and it was great. And I'm not sure when that episode will come out sometime soon. Look out for that. Check out Screaming Divas on all the places we find people. <laughs> I poured a big scotch tonight. I felt like I deserved it after my marathon day. Uh, you can even hear it in my voice now. I'm, <clears throat> I'm spent, that's for sure. But I'm here. 
I'm here for this. I can't let it go. Monday, Thursday. Once I put myself on a schedule, it's very difficult for me to break it. I have a hard time. It's um, There's something in me that just shames myself. You need to do this. You said you were going to do it. Now do it. There, there is something deep inside me that will not let go of a commitment. It's, um, it's something. I, I, I think it's a good thing, but I think sometimes it, it works against me. Like the last thing I need to do right now is speak for a half hour. But I'm like, you need to do it. Suck it up, CBH. So here we are. And by the way, this is our four-month podcast anniversary. That went by quick. Four months, forty some odd episodes, and um, I mean, I was doing a lot back in the old, back in the beginning of it. I was doing three a week. Couldn't get enough. <laughs> I think you can get enough. Um, but yeah, four months went by quick. I'm sorry I didn't start this earlier in quarantine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, four months. I'm gonna keep it going. You're sticking with me. I'm sticking with you. That's how it works. Uh, boy, my friends coming on and talking with me have really, uh, really made the reach go even further. You put somebody like Sandra Rodwanowski in the room and all of a sudden there's just this gaggle of people that will consume anything she's into. And, um, that episode, that episode went like wildfire. And so in that tenor, uh, I'm going to have the great, the one, the only, icon in our business, Eileen Perez. She's going to come and do the Thursday show with me. We're actually going to do it on Wednesday, but you're going to hear it on Thursday. Um, she's so nice. I, I'm not sure why she's here. We'll figure out why she's here. And um, I don't think she's with the Opera House. But I think a, a lot of people, and I know Sandra's doing this too, they're just staying in Europe between gigs. Because if you go back to the States and then try to come back here, you're immediately put in a quarantine. But if you stay within Schengen, uh, you can skip the quarantine. Uh, and so I know Sandra's stuck around for at least three weeks, three or four weeks, so that she can do the concert in Malta. Um, it's just way easier than going home and then coming back and doing some ridiculous 10 or 14-day quarantine. And some of these countries now are charging big bucks to do a quarantine because they're actually making sure you do it. You know, my quarantine here was just, okay, you can't come to work for the first week, and so I was just supposed to stay home, but... I still went to the grocery store. I still went on long walks and stuff. There's nobody like monitoring it, but there are definitely countries that are monitoring it. Like you're escorted on a bus from the plane to a hotel at your expense, of course. And, and, uh, food is brought to you at your expense, of course. And, and they're sticking to it. Like I, I keep seeing about, uh, 2 million vaccines a day in the States, but that is not the case over here. I mean, there's only 2 million people that live in Paris proper and, um, you know, you think, boy, that's just one day in the United States of shots, but they can't get that done here. I don't know if they don't have it. Are we not sharing it? Somebody's not selling it. I don't know what the deal is. I'm not really sure what the deal. But what I can definitely say is that the French are super over all of this shit. The 6 p.m. curfew, the closed restaurants is just seems to be ruining, the, <laughs> ruining their lives. And um, just walking around yesterday, and I walked, I walked along the Seine, and, uh, you know, people under 15 are not really interested in this uh, mask business. And most people are just wearing the, the Parisian chin strap. <laughs> this is where you have a mask attached to your face, but it's underneath your chin. And they're doing something else like anything else is a reason why you don't have to wear it. 
uh, walking, talking, smoking, drinking, like anything, anything at all really. And you don't have to wear it. So I call it the, the Parisian chin strap. Uh, I find myself in this city having to look at my feet while I walk. I'm, I'm looking at the ground in front of me, three feet in front of me. And it's for this horrible reason that the people here do not, and I mean do not, clean up behind their dogs. It's perfectly acceptable for a dog to come out, do its business on the sidewalk, and just walk away. You're just, they're, they're like, we're done with that. <laughs> I think when we were when I was a kid, that was pretty much fair game too. You would see that a lot. And then at some point, uh, I don't have a dog, so I don't know. But at some point, I don't remember when this was, it seemed like people were pretty solidly cleaning up behind their dogs and they were walking with little bags and <laughs> they would, you know, make sure there were no, um, nothing left behind, no soldier left behind and, and, uh, and it would get dumped and boy, that just seems like the civilized way to live. And these people are super civilized, but this is ridiculous. You have to keep your eyes on the ground. Otherwise, you will definitely step in it. I'm sure I passed 15 a morning. <laughs> and it's gross. I mean, you're, you're looking at some of the most beautiful architecture that the world has ever known. These stunning, stunning buildings. Gorgeous, beautiful buildings and streets. I mean, the, the landscaping, the thought process put into this whole city, and then everybody's dog is taking a dump, like, anywhere it wants. Totally acceptable. <laughs> you end up praying for rain, you know, like, come on. <laughs> let's, let's clean this up a little bit. I don't know what that is. That's, it's so strange to me. Four-month anniversary. I'm feeling good about that. I'm still here. I'm going to keep on going. I've been... Um, Endlessly studying my Verdi Requiem score. Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute since I did it. Let me think. What year was that? I'm gonna say that was 2006 or seven. So only 15 years, you know. But it's all in there. It's Verdi. It goes in quick. But um, just studying it and listening to it, and I'm suddenly reminded that I would definitely do this for free. I mean, I'm not supposed to say that. There's there's a million people in my life that will hate me for saying that, but this Verdi Requiem, it's just unstoppable. It's so good. It's so good. If you don't know this, just pop it on. Give it five minutes. You will be floored. I know I'm preaching the choir here. You all know it, but Verdi Requiem. I'm, I, I swear I would do it for the privilege of doing it. That being said, I have already signed a contract, so, you know, no take backs, but <laughs> uh, it's just so good. And between that and the Boca Negra, it's very overload here. But when you're singing all day, uh, Faust rehearsal, there's no real time to start putting something in your voice. So all I can do is just study. Just my teacher used to call it elbow time. Elbows on the table time. That's what he called it. Uh, so there's a lot of that. I'll listen to as many recordings as I can. Just get everybody's awful things out of my, <laughs> like, oh, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. Don't take that breath. Don't take that. And then here are the things that I definitely need to do. Like, okay, you need to get through that humongous phrase without breathing or you're a punk. I've been, uh, the, the, the Van Horn clan is plotting a move. This is like all just last minute new stuff. Um. I won't get into the boring details, but uh, it, it turns out we're probably going to need to move, uh, which is something I never thought I would do again. 
I mean, not that I want to live out my days in in the central Virginia, but um, yeah, life changes quick. It's weird how life changes quick. How you go from uh, sitting for ten months to on a plane on your way to Paris like that that happened quick, and and a lot of things happen quick. Um, you know, just all of a sudden, just like thinking about like the crazy things that happen in life, and then you're, you're everything's turned upside down and. Uh, this is no different, and so we're we're plotting a move to um, Washington D.C. area, but still still Northern Virginia, but um, but right there within within uh, shouting distance of D.C. Again, I won't get into the boring details, but um, that seems to be happening. So all of a sudden, remotely, I've been home forever. I could have done this. I, I had ten months to do this, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't a thing yet, and now it's a thing, and. Um, and so now I'm remotely like looking at houses and trying to figure out neighborhoods and who's where and who's what. And I think I just like the idea of having a coach nearby. <laughs> Not too many opera coaches in Richmond. <laughs> uh, I got a big house. It's going to be tough to do that <laughs> in that neighborhood. Once you get up to like Fairfax, Virginia, it, I mean, it's like Greenwich, Connecticut, you know, or... Um, you know, where else? Or San Francisco, you know, just like outrageously expensive places. It's, I'm not I'm not just going to make a sidestep. Definitely going to need to downsize a little bit, which is daunting. I have a huge house where I am now, and uh, the thought of moving into something smaller is probably a good idea because we don't need all that space, but at the same time, we've got a bunch of shit. <laughs> uh, I've only been in that house five years. I hate to leave it, but... Um, uh, circumstances change and you got to move sometimes. And so that, that, um, that becomes more and more of a reality every day and, uh, just an impossible thing to try and get done, uh, from a remote location. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on forever. Nothing was going on. And now there's suddenly everything going on, you know, for months, every time my phone rang and I saw that it was my agent, I thought, okay, what's what's disappearing today? What's disappearing today? What's disappearing today? And now we're going back the other way. Now we're we're like <laughs> the anxiety <laughs> the anxiety of everything getting canceled now transfers into the anxiety of I'm gonna be away for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, but something you know, it it's good. It these are these are amazing problems to have. Okay. You're like, okay, let's we, uh, we now know that you don't need to work all year long. You don't have to be out on the road. You don't need, not every gig needs to overlap. Uh, you can survive. You can be home. You like being home. So there's going to be a, a lot more of that, hopefully. It can go back the other way. It could go, probably go all the way back the other way, but I'm going to try and uh, pace it a little bit. And my, uh, my European agent, who is an absolute killer, um, would just have me over here you know, doing three gigs simultaneously in three different cities all, the, all at the same time. Oh, boy, sometimes you got to pump the brakes on that energy. Like, okay, 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 okay. No, I didn't, you know, once again, when I got my American agent, I hadn't, I really didn't know a whole lot about the, the that end of the business. And I didn't realize that I just happened to get the best one that ever existed. And uh, believe me, I've hung on for dear life for 20 years now. But uh, then the same thing sort of happened in Europe where um, I was talking to a European friend of mine. I said, yeah, I'm thinking about going with this European agent. And I said the guy's name. And he looked at me like, you have to think about it. 
Like every every singer in Europe would kill to have this man working for them, and you're like hemming and hawing him. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a brag. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just, it's. I think it's just my my general ignorance of things that um, I I seem to stumble into a big pile of stuff that uh, you're like, okay, I guess that's the way this is now. Oh. They're a good balance. I have a very calm agent and I have a very excitable agent. So they're they're the yin and the yang of this. And it really is just it's the um it's it can be the dirty part of the business. Um and we need people to, to handle that aspect. You can't you can't negotiate and then keep good will and good faith with a company. Um you need somebody who's who's um going to bat for you and doing it as as um as as expertly as they can, uh, using all decorum and and sensitivities to to um, the situation. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a funny part of the business. Everybody needs to get paid. Everybody needs to work for a living. And there's a long time in your career where you really don't get paid. And and I'm I was not immune to that either. You know, just in those early days, just trying to, you know stretch some bucks for a long, long time was, was the way of it. Um, and so now when I, when I get paid, I go, all right, this isn't to sing. This is too much money to sing, but you're paying me for the bullshit and you're paying me to be away and you're paying me for all those years that I didn't get paid. And so then it, then it makes more sense. Cause like I said, I do Verdi Requiem for free, <laughs> but I'm definitely not going to. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure they're saving some bucks on me. I told you the most famous bass baritone that's ever walked the earth uh, canceled this thing. And so uh, I can't imagine that I'm getting his contract. I'm getting, it's close, but it's definitely not, <laughs> it's definitely not his contract. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm, uh, my, my ego is well stroked by being the second call. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. That's how that's going to go. So... Eileen coming in on Wednesday. I've known Eileen Perez for 15 or 16 years. And there's there's um, fewer people that are sweeter than this girl. Sweet and genuinely um, heartfelt grateful for what she does. And sometimes I, I get I get I get very allergic to people who come off who are like constantly reminding how grateful they are. Um I sort of smell when it's being forced. I feel like some people read some self-help books. There must be some Oprah book club <laughs> where somebody's like, you need to pretend to be grateful 85 times a day and then you'll just be grateful. But this Eileen is somebody who is actually grateful. Uh, we're going to get into it. I know Eileen came from a humble place um, and, you know, to rise to just, you know, one of our, one of our greats. When you, when you think about the, the pantheon of, of American Sopranos, um, uh, Eileen, Eileen's there. That's she's she's in that club, and uh, uh, we're gonna know Eileen for a long, long time. And and I'm proud and happy to know her. And and we've had a lot of shows together, tons of bohems, some Faust. I don't know, we, we did some other stuff too. And just what an incredible artist and singer and friend. And she's gonna come in, and we're gonna bullshit for a while. And I will not let her give uh, any opera news answers. She's only gonna give real deal, <laughs> CVH podcast answers. Uh, and I'm lucky that she'll do that. And uh, Screaming Divas. I'm going to let you know where to find it, but they have a website, ScreamingDivas.com, and you can see me uh, yakking with the two ladies. 
and we really had a good time. A lot of laughs. Um, are you getting bored of singers talking to singers about singing? It doesn't seem to be. It seems to be like America has some kind of appetite for people just talking. Just having a conversation, that seems to be fascinating. And it seems to be fascinating on a big scale where, where you'll just continue to listen. Uh, it's a strange phenomenon. I th- it's something about the, the conversation. Like You think about the number of talk shows on television, how many people are just sitting there yakking with somebody. Now, I'm sure it would be better if I was a comedian and all my friends are comedians and it might just be hilarious in here, but, but um, there's definitely um, room for this. So I'm just going to keep talking to my friends. And so far, I've been able to shame all of them into doing it. It's, it's a funny thing. They probably never thought that I'd be somebody doing this. And here it is. And uh, I'm calling in favors, and it's, um, it's working out great. So I lean on Wednesday. You can hear that on Thursday, and that's about enough of me. I'm going to keep working on my dresser. I'm going to keep you updated. <laughs> if she's still pointing and laughing this time next week, <laughs> I'll let you know. I think we're friends now. I think we're friends. My jokes are not landing. <laughs> not that I'm particularly funny, but at least I can get a I can get a mercy laugh out of most people. <laughs> It's not like she's dressing the chorus. I mean, it's Mephisto for crying out loud. We can we can pretend to be friends, right? <laughs> no, she's cool. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. She'll be sad when I go. <laughs> I love you for listening. Thanks for listening. Sorry for the uh, tired voice here. I'll be better on Wednesday with uh, Thursday, rather, with Eileen. Uh, this is the Monday, March 8th. 2021 show from Paris. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Breaking my back just to know your name. 17.